Welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. Stella Bergen dives into what you need to know to live your very best life. Stella is an executive coach, personal trainer, performance expert, and life coach. Stella tackles today's hot topics, including nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress. In this podcast, find out what obstacles and challenges her clients are facing and how Stella is helping them meet their goals. Join us to find health strategies that work. I'm Danielle Critchley. And I'm Stella Bergen. Stella, the holidays are upon us, and I love the holidays. I love the holiday drinks, the holiday food, but you know what I hate? It's the 10 pounds that I start January with that I've worked all year so hard to get rid of. Do you have any suggestions for me? Yeah, the aftermath of the overindulgence of the holidays always hits, right? Like, and it it doesn't usually hit January 1st because we're still in the holidays, right? So it's like January 4th, you know? Sure. I, I love the holidays too. I mean, I, it's always a, such a great time of the year and, and I do want to acknowledge that it is not a great time of the year for many people. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe there's something in some of these tips for people who don't find it a good time of the year that might resonate that maybe it will help it be a little bit better time of the year. And, and we'll get to maybe those things in the second half of this podcast, but um, a couple of things, you know, there's just a few things I feel like people can do up front uh, to try to to maybe take the bull by the horns and, and control the excess of the holidays a little bit. But don't get me wrong. I mean, Danielle and I were talking before this <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you always get people to give you those tips or like eat before you go to the party. And I'm like, that's just no fun. I mean, part of the fun of the holidays is being able to go to the parties. Yes. And yes. enjoy some of the food, you know, I mean, and well, you know, I don't have the willpower not to enjoy the food. Right. I so. mean, so I'm trying to give you some reasonable tips that I'm hoping are doable for most people um, that are just some good common sense measures, whether it's the holiday season or whether it's your child's bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah or whether your child is getting married or whether you're going to your, you're in your sister's wedding and now you're going to have 10 events leading up to the wedding. I feel like this could apply for any special occasion or, or times of the year where you've got a kind of got an excess of events to go to. So I'm going to give you, we're going to stick to the top five theme here. So one of my biggest um, pieces of advice is get your mind right before you head out the door. Right. I mean, if you are going and I, I know you're you're looking at me like, what the heck? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? So but you know what? When you're going to a party or you're going to a special event over the holidays, I think we often lose sight of the fact that we're there to connect with others. That right. is why we're there. I mean, it is. It's a time where you go, you're either going, you're gonna eat and then dance, or like there are a couple holiday parties that I always look forward to because I see like four people that I really enjoy seeing that only see once a year at those parties. So it's just a good reminder that you are going to parties to connect with others. It's a great chance to network. It is a great chance to make a few connections that maybe you didn't make last year. But your goal is connecting. It is not stuffing your face, okay? Right, that's a really good reminder. Yeah, so so before you head out the door, just a gentle reminder. Remind yourself of why you're going, and also maybe set your intention. Like, 
what kind of energy do you want to bring to that party? What do you want to get out of it? What do you want the message you want to get to the host or hostess? Um, and even trying to own the fact that, you know what, you want to enjoy the bounty presented at the party, but just not overindulge, right? So try to maybe set that intention before you go out the door. It's, it's really good practice for almost everything you do. Just kind of remind yourself why you're there and what you want to, to get out of going to a holiday party and not in a business type way. It's just connecting, making a mental connection with what your purpose is for going. So that's my number one. Number two, which is my goal for my daily goal anyway, hydrate before you dehydrate always. So I get up and drink my lemon water in the morning before I drink my coffee and when I'm heading out the door to go to a party, I always carry my Hydro Flask, my water bottle with me um, to the point that my children like always know. So, you know, the downside of that is everyone drinks out of my water bottle. So if anyone's sick, then I get paranoid, oh, no. you know, <laughs> but I do try to take my water bottle and um, I try to just drink a little bit in the car on my way. So that's a good idea. Yeah. So I just on my way to the party, I just try to drink a little water just to make sure that I am taking in six to eight ounces of water before I get to the party. You can always maybe set a goal for yourself to ask for a glass of water first when you get to the party. I know some people that always stick by that rule. They just, if the host asks them what they want to drink, they ask for a glass of water first or pour themselves a glass of water. Finish that before you get your wine or cocktail. And if you're um, just drinking club soda and lime, I mean, that is a great party drink. It is super refreshing and you don't have to worry about not, you know, drinking too much. So Definitely. hydrate before you dehydrate. And another rule of thumb is always drink one glass of water to every glass of alcohol. It will also just keep you, A, you will drink less. And B, you're hydrating in between every glass. You're just going to feel better. And you're way less likely to drink too much. So... That is number two. Number three, eat your veggies. I can't say this enough. I mean, just fill your plate with veggies. If you've got the appetizer plate, make sure you get a few veggies off the crudite plate. Just try, look at your plate. See how many veggies. Don't skip the salad. Um, just try to eat as many veggies as you can. Um, go light on the meat and the you know potatoes or whatever the other offerings are but really just try to eat a lot of veggies um number four try to avoid what i call the filler food right so you have to remember you want to eat nutrient dense food the more nutrients we put in our body right. the better our cellular reproduction right, right? Like the proteins the fiber yeah, your macro and micronutrients, really. You want, if you if you kind of stick to the protein, fat, fiber rule anyway, you're not going to eat a lot of filler food. So what kind, when you talk about filler foods, could you give us some examples? So over the holidays, I would say the biggest is just the bread and butter. Now, I love bread and butter. I'm a Southern girl at heart. I love my bread and butter. I mean, quite, and I'm a California girl, so give me that warm sourdough and some nice salted okay, butter. Okay, now you're making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. But I try, I try to make a visual image of, think about 
bread and butter, and yes, it's tasty. But once you kind of get off the bread and butter, it butter, it's it's easy to just say no because you realize how full it makes you before you put your meal on top of it. Right. So I have the the image of a when you are potting a plant, mm-hmm. right? So you get a new plant, and you you've got a nice new planter. And Martha Stewart's going to tell you to put a bunch of styrofoam peanuts in the bottom. Well, now we don't use styrofoam peanuts say, anymore. That can't be good for the environment. No, I'm like, now we use the compostable peanuts, oh, right? Okay. So you can get compostable peanuts, right? And you put the peanuts in there to kind of fill up the pot before you put the nutrient-rich soil in and plant the pot in the soil, right? So think of it in that way. Like, it's really just filling. You're just kind of filling up your stomach. There's just not that many... It's not super nutrient rich or dense. Like you just try to avoid it. We'll just avoid excess calories that you don't need. Right. You right. fill your stomach up with bread it, and butter good. and you're yeah. missing the really good yeah, foods then, or appetizers or other offerings. Like right. I mean, if you're one of the rare people that can put spread butter on your bread and take two bites and that's all you eat, good for you. You can eat. You are the person who can eat the bread and butter. I'm not really that person, to be honest. Like, once I go down the bread and butter path, I like it so much. I'm like, oh, I just want some more bread. I could just eat bread and I butter for my meal. I have bread in my house. It has to be in the <laughs> freezer. Otherwise, I'm like you. I can't. It just calls me. Yeah, so, so it's like the chips and salsa, the bread yeah, and butter. Yeah. You know, there are often things that, that waiters and waitresses bring to the table before the meal so that you have something to eat while when you get to your dinner. But... Try to avoid that. Engage in conversation. Drink your glass of water. Um, and and really focus more on what the your nutrient-rich food that you want to order. Okay? So my last one of this set is just try to say no to dessert. And I get it. The holiday time, I mean, there's so many yummy offerings for dessert. So what I often do is um, just split a dessert. Like get one dessert. So if you're out with a bunch of people, just get one so that everyone has a bite or two. It's a great way to share. Yeah. Because you know what they say, the research will show that after two bites, your taste buds, they just, it doesn't taste as, as good. Is it your first bite is the best second bite. And then after that, hmm. you're just shoveling it especially with sugar. So take one or two bites, share, um, and that, that is a great way to have dessert. But try don't order a dessert by yourself. Stella, you said at the beginning when we first started that you talked about how not everyone loves the holidays. And I get that. It's a very stressful, busy time. Can you give us some coping strategies to help make it a, a better holiday? Yeah, you know, it is. A, it can be a really stressful time for people, especially people who have lost family members or even... People who don't have family members nearby or, or maybe people who are estranged from their family. Um, there's plenty of people who just don't get along with their family. You know, it just, it can be super stressful. And one thing I want to emphasize, like that we talk, there's a theme in all these podcasts, right? It's kind of like you're going back to those tenets of health, right? Like what you eat, how much you move, your sleeping habits, um, how well you're hydrating and how well you're recovering, or I like to call it breathing because we've talked about using your breath uh, to help you down-regulate or up-regulate your nervous system. But, you know, and the 
the holidays can be super anxiety producing, but some of the best ways to help kind of minimize your anxiety are pretty much avoiding sugar and inflammatory foods, exercising regularly. Exercise has been shown to be as positive, to you get as positive a reaction from exercise as you do from anti-anxiety medication. So people who get up and exercise regularly, that is like taking a dose of anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. So, um, so in, in learning how to breathe properly and getting enough sleep, right? So those things can kind of just help you already minimize some of the excess anxiety um, and stress, right? So try to stay on your healthy habits. Um, and, and there's some other things that are just really saboteurs here over the holidays. So I'm going to go over my, the ones that I think are kind of the five biggest saboteurs. And the number one is eating late night when you get home. So my husband is really guilty of this. Sorry to call him out. But, you know, he often won't eat enough. So for in, in his defense, he often won't. Like when you go to a party and they have like appetizer food, not a meal. Right. He just won't eat enough. Exactly. You know, yeah, I've been in that situation yeah, too. And you right? drink too much. And you drink too much. And then you get home, it's 11 o'clock, 1130, and you're starving. So that is like a big saboteur. I mean, eating right before you go to bed late at night, often it's a fourth meal or a fifth meal. You're just packing on calories that you most likely have not burned off. It's just not good, right? So now you're going to eat at 1130. You're, you're, the whole time you're sleeping, your body's going to be working diligently to digest all of that food. If you can just drink a glass of water and go to bed, um, maybe eat a banana. Bananas are filling. I know not everyone likes bananas, but maybe eat a piece of fruit. So um, I get someone's just starving. Eat a piece of fruit, go to bed. You are so much better off getting good night's sleep than you are eating before you go to bed. That is just a great habit to try to break this holiday season. Number two, not exercising. Too busy, too busy, too busy. I'm too busy. We hear it all the time. Um, you are never really too busy to exercise. Exercising regularly is one of the best things you absolutely can do for your health long term. So if you are too busy to exercise, you probably need to cut something else out or at least get up and do 20 minutes of light yoga stretching in the morning. But try to keep on your regular exercise routine. Make a date a couple days a week to walk with a friend. Um, set a date to go to yoga with a friend. Do plan exercise in a way that you are less likely to skip. Right. Right? right. Oh, that makes sense. Know, know yourself. That... Know yourself. Know yourself. And know your pitfalls. And try to plan accordingly to make sure you don't skip exercise. It's okay once a week or, you know, every right. once in a while. But... but January's miserable. If you, even a week of not exercising makes that first week back of boot camp or yeah. just miserable. You know, and I even noticed um, the way I had switched up. I had this one group class. And when I, once I switched it up to the membership, people are commit. I mean, they don't, it used to be, I mean, you remember the days where, come the middle of December, I could hardly get anyone to show up. Everyone was too busy, right? Right, right. So just uh, commit. I mean, right. make and a commitment. That, we made that commitment, and now the class is really full. So yeah. Every, so, every day. Yeah, so try to kind of plan that in for yourself. Like, make a commitment. Pay for the monthly 
class just so that to make sure you will go and, and make sure it is a priority. Um, number three, over committing. Oh, I'm so guilty. Yeah, which kind of goes I'm to not exercising. <laughs> because Saying you, no is really yeah, hard. Yeah, because you overcommit, and then you say no to your exercise. Right, and I want to do everything. It's not that yeah. I say, I'm not that I can't say no. It's that I really actually want to do all those things. Pare down. I mean, people always ask me, like, where I shop, and, and I do a lot of my um, errands, I you know, I, I buy my groceries. I buy a good chunk of my groceries via, we have this, I've talked about it before. I love good eggs. I do too. We love good eggs. I'm going to order from good eggs later today. Good eggs <laughs> makes my holidays, makes every day a joy. <laughs> so um, anyway, so I, I try to, I try to minimize the amount of time I have to run errands, right? I do try to do a lot of my holiday shopping early online. Um, to reduce some of the stress, you know, that last minute shopping stress, but over committing, saying yes to too many parties, too many things. Um, it is, it's tough not to do, but I would decide where, which things are the most important to you stick to those and say no to some of the others. Cause you will enjoy the things you are committed to better. You know, you will just enjoy them more. So, um, that kind of segues into number four, which is not connecting to what is most important to you. And I know Danielle was in my class this morning and we were just talking about <laughs> how our holidays didn't necessarily look like the Hallmark holidays of right. our youth. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think you really, what's most important is kind of after Thanksgiving, around the first of the year, when you're really starting to decorate and get things out, is connect with what's most important to you over the holiday season. What are your values? What are those traditions and customs that are really meaningful to you? And make sure that you build those in and let go of this notion that the holidays have to be a perfect scenario. Really, if we get back to what I was talking about with the parties earlier, I mean, the holidays should be a time to just connect with your loved ones, with your friends and family members and the people who are most important to you and, um, and just be present and, and enjoy and give, right? The holidays are really about giving and, and connecting with others. So, um, try to connect with what is most important to you about the holiday season and then just try to stick to that. You know, I've actually managed to do a good job of this one. Yeah. And it's changed over time. When my, my daughter was young, she loved decorating the tree and it was a big thing and doing all the decorations. Well, now she's 18 and <laughs> would way rather be with her friends. And, you know, I, was, I found myself the last few years decorating the Christmas tree by myself. And mm. taking down the Christmas tree, all the decorations it's by myself. It's a lot of work. It is an enormous amount of work. And so the last year, I bought a pop-up tree, and which is a tree I bought on Amazon. And literally, it comes and it's a tree. You pull it up. You mm -hmm. unscaffold this, uh, the base. And you pull it up. You pop it on. And you plug it in. And you have your tree. And it's so easy. And it's actually very pretty. And, you know, it, it's not – I don't have the beautiful – green fresh christmas tree anymore but you know what if i'm the only one doing it i'm not going to put the time into that and 
And you have all these, all of a sudden you gained all these hours. I gained hours of time. To do maybe to go to dinner with a friend or to do something that's important to you. Exactly. And, you know, I know it's not the same. It's not the Hallmark Christmas for sure, but, you know, someday maybe it will change. But until other people are coming to decorate with me. Yeah. They get a pop-up tree. Good for you. I I might tell my mom about this pop-up tree. I love my pop-up tree. (laughs) Because she switched to an artificial tree, I don't know, a few years ago. Kind of the same thing. It was just getting too much for my parents to get the live tree or the, you know, and put it up. And and she had forgotten that last year after uh, the Christmas holiday that she it was looking a little mangy, so she threw it out. Well, but she didn't throw the box out, so she oh, kept no. seeing the box so in she her face. Yeah, yeah, she went to put her tree out, totally and it was there that. was no tree in the box. <laughs> oh, no. So I'll have to tell her about the pop up tree. Yeah, I'll show it yeah. to you after. All right, so number five, last one, and this one is really, really important, and and could probably segue into a whole new podcast, but. One of the threats to our health over the holidays is not setting boundaries with toxic relatives. And you know what? This is a really important, it's a skill that you have to learn. It kind of goes along with saying no. But it is really, really important to set boundaries with relatives, and especially relatives who are toxic. It's taking care of yourself and making sure that... um some of it is just owning your own self-worth and that it's okay to take care of yourself and protect yourself. And if there is someone who, for whatever reason, their their personality, the way they interact with you, the way they treat you is unhealthy for you, learn how, you know, be own the fact that it is okay to set boundaries with that person. And if you need to say no to a party or no to a function, or get up and respectfully walk away from a table or leave, that that is okay. You and know, it, it's also interesting, as you say that, I think what my trap is, it isn't that I have, I love my family, and yeah. they're, but they're full of energy, and it's a big family. There's tons of stuff going on, and I can easily get right in there and be part of it, but my my family, my husband and daughter, we're a small family of three, and it's overwhelming for them. They're not right. used to the, all this energy and all these activities and everything. And I've had to figure out how to be say no to my family so that I can be with my husband yeah. and daughter and that they have a, enjoy themselves as well. So it, it doesn't even have to be a toxic relationship. It can right. be just we we can't do everything. Right. Yeah. And I, I like, once again, that goes to kind of the overcommitting and stress and connecting to what's important to you and your family. Um, you know, all those things are so important just to make sure that, you know, you spend this time at the end of the year connecting and enjoying and being with the people that you love and value the most and re maybe reconnecting with some people that you know, that have been really important to you in the past or paying it forward to people. You know, one of my favorite things is just serving meals to people who are less fortunate than I am or, you know, buying gifts for people who are less fortunate, children who are less fortunate mm-hmm. than my children and, you know, paying it forward in that way. But it's it's really connecting with what's important to you. And, and that was a great example of 
taking care of yourself in a family that is not like dealing with a toxic relative. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we... You have to make choices. You have to make choices. And you also have to own the fact that you are worthy of taking care of yourself. And I think depending on your generation and the family you grew, grew up in, that we often necessarily didn't learn that it is okay to take care of ourselves and that we are worthy of looking and feeling our best and taking care of ourselves emotionally. Okay, before we go on to what we're going to talk about next week, can you just quickly sure. give us the bullet points? Okay, holiday survival guide. Here you go. Number one, get your mind right. Set your goal or, or intention what you want to get out of the party before you head out the door, right? So remember, connection, connection, connection. Number two, always hydrate before you dehydrate. Whether you're drinking coffee or alcohol, Drink your glass of water first. Number three, fill up on veggies. Number four, avoid the filler food. Try to just engage okay. in conversation and say no to your bread and butter, your chips and salsa, the, the filler food. Number five, either share a dessert, take two bites, or just, you know, say no to dessert. You know, if it's worth it, go for it. I am not an anti-dessert person. Um, I, what I do, what I really want people to avoid is the sugar trap all day. But if you want to, if you've got your favorite holiday dessert, just share it. I guess remember dessert is a treat. Dessert's a treat. And you know what? Taking two bites keeps it as a treat. Right. Okay. And then just remember our biggest saboteurs or biggest threats to our physical and mental emotional health over the holidays, uh, Say no to eating late at night. Drink a glass of water or eat a piece of fruit before you go to bed. Never too busy to exercise. Never, ever. Even if it's just walking your dog a day, get out and move every single day over the holidays. You don't have to make your hit class every single day, but at least move, move, move. Um, over committing, try to remember to say no and to you know what, if you feel guilty, if you say no, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I feel so guilty. I don't want my friend to be mad at me or whatever your response is. Just go into your deep breathing, try to downregulate and own the fact that, you know what, it is okay. All will be fine. Um, connect with what is most important to you. So a big saboteur is just not connecting to what is important to you and trying to please everyone else. So Connect to what is important to you so you know which commitments you want to say yes to. And then set boundaries with relatives and especially those people who are toxic to you. All right. So next week. You know, next, okay, next week, I think we'll probably take a break now until after the holidays. But after the holidays, when look for your feed in January, we're going to talk about how to recover. Yeah, rebound. <laughs> rebound. Holiday rebound. So when, I will, I will try and do all these things. But I know everyone listening to the podcast is not going to have a, a big a big rebound to do because they're all going to just <laughs> heed okay, the advice. Me, I'm going to have a big <laughs> rebound to do it. I'm going to need yeah, help. Yeah, everybody so. has to rebound a little bit, right? Exactly. Yeah. I hope you guys all enjoy this holiday season and connect with your loved ones. And thank you so much for listening and sharing the podcast. It's been super fun, and we really hope we can continue. So please like, share, tell your friends. Um, reach out to us if you have any yeah, questions, comments, concerns. Com. 